0: to the Mother Days. I'm Teresa Palmer. Hello, hello. I'm Sarah Wright Olsen. Hi, Daisies. (laughs) Hi, guys. Um, We have a bit of a different
1: episode today. Um, We might do a trigger warning here. We're going to be talking about loss. And um, this is not the episode we thought we'd be putting out now, but it's really important to share this, and um, we, you know at the Mother Days, we really pride ourselves on being vulnerable and open and being as revealing as possible, and showing you guys the highs, showing you guys the lows, and um, letting you in on this human experience that we are sharing. so um today's gonna be. <laughs> vulnerable, but it's um, going to be a really beautiful episode. So I'm going to let Sarah take it from here. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cashback on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback?
0: i'll piggyback off of what you said teresa when we were discussing this you know over the last couple weeks um i was thinking a lot about um how that being part of this community is so special and part of the reason why It's so special is because we get to share in each other's joy and we get to tell stories and we get to listen and we get to grow and learn. And there's so much magic and beauty and just amazing things that come from that. But what also is at the same time is that there is grief and loss and loss of expectation and pain that um, lives with all of us. There's not one person in the world that doesn't experience loss in some way or grief in some way. And so I think it's a very vulnerable thing to have conversations um, as they're happening. But I also feel like it's really important uh, at the same time. And so that's why today I chose to go ahead and have this conversation with all of you um, because part of of being a human being is experiencing um, love and loss and grief and joy and all of these things at the same time. Um, So right now, we're going to take you to the moment um, where we together experienced immense joy. And it was a way in which um, we were going to show all of you <laughs> and surprise yeah. everyone um, with this message. Um, and then afterwards, we we're going to talk through um, the couple of weeks after that. So um, we'll go to that moment now. You know, Tez, there's one thing that I actually wanted to just add to the story. So one of the reasons why the whole situation with like my biopsy and all of that was so intense is because Eric and I wanted to try to start having, you know, a baby. That's right. And so it was like a lot, um, because we had tried for the first time. And so I was like, what if, like, if I'm pregnant, then like, I would have to get a surgery and then I have to go through the mammogram and there's radiation and like, what do I do? And there was just like, it added like a whole other layer
1: mm-hmm. that
0: was so intense. Um, so like the day before the, that I found out the results for the biopsy, mm-hmm. I actually found out that I was pregnant. What?
1: What? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm dead. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh my god! Sarah, what? Oh, my God. She pretended she wasn't to me. Oh, my God. I'm crying. Oh, my God. The entire Sarah.
0: week I've been waiting.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm crying. Sarah. Oh There's god. so many. You're so cute. Just watching that again, Sarah, is so, oh, I feel really raw. Like I'm cracked open. I'm back in that moment. I was sitting in this exact spot that I'm in right now when you shared that with me. It was such a wild way (laughs) to tell me Sarah had actually not, shared I was asking her I was like hey have you tested yet hey did you get the clear blue like the, the very specific the first response pregnancy test like you'd probably have a line by now and she's like yeah yeah no nothing nothing little did I know I was, she was, like, I used, I was like I used <laughs> I was like I used an I old one
0: I was like I used an old one I don't know nothing yeah and I was just like saving it because I really um wanted to share it in this way with Teresa. Um, and, you know, it's kind of interesting that this episode is coming now after the episode where we talked about the biopsy and everything, because this is mm-hmm. um, all, this is all happening at the same time. So, um, <sighs> so actually the, that was recorded at the end of the biopsy episode um, mm-hmm. because the, um the monday so i found out about the biopsy like i found out that it was all clear on a tuesday but i actually found out that i was pregnant on a monday and mm-hmm. on the monday right before that so um i had a whole 24 hours of like oh my gosh i'm pregnant and now i'm waiting to hear do i like am i going to get like a negative or positive is it gonna be benign like you know all those things and so um you know, I actually went to lunch with Eric and was thinking, am I going to tell him here? Like, how am I going to tell him? And, um, and I sat at this lunch in this beautiful place with him. And we were talking about like, you know, I think I told you guys the story last time that we were talking about like, you know, what does this make you feel? And, you know, he said, Oh, it makes me feel like I want to live life more simply and like just be together and cuddle and be cozy with the kids. And I actually said to him, which I left this out um, before, but I said to him and have more babies. And he said, Yes. And I said, Well, good, because I'm pregnant. (laughs) And that's how (laughs) I told him that I was pregnant. And so then I was like, you know, I I was like nervous to say anything because I just like, I didn't want to, um, to like have you worrying for the next 24 hours, you know, because he was like, so my rock through that whole experience. And, and he was like, Oh my God, like I, I want to be with you in this, all of this. And, you know, this like this feeling that you're having these nerves of like what's the answer going to be and you know the whole day where we were waiting the next day and all of that Um, we also were simultaneously carrying the fact that I had just gotten a positive pregnancy test um so the moment you know after that whole day of waiting and then he you know texted the doctor and and finally got a message back from the doctor that everything was all clear he got that message and I we were both just looked at each other and we were like oh my God, we're having a baby. <laughs> and, um, and it laughing. was amazing, right? <laughs> yes. We started laughing. We could not stop laughing. And like we told the kids and everything. And so, um, and it was really beautiful. Like we had a couple of weeks of just this like beautiful time where we were talking about this like fourth child coming into our world and like you know the kids are so excited about sibling and um you know is it gonna be a boy is it gonna be a girl like everybody's just and it's early in pregnancy right so it's like four weeks but um I don't know I just kept having this feeling of like I'm not I'm not gonna not talk about it I'm gonna tell it to like my friends and you know my family and and so you know we talked about it very openly um and mm. I even remember like running into someone and the person was like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, me too. And I was like, but I'm like five minutes pregnant. <laughs> Not like, <laughs> you know, whatever. I was like, I just found out like, like yesterday. That. The stick I'm is like wet. That. <laughs> the moment and, I have um, two lines, I'm like, everybody in the world, guess what? <laughs> Exactly. Um, and the only reason why I didn't tell the daisies yet is because I just wanted to like wait and share this like amazing episode, you know, and where we could like tell you guys in this way and, and save it for the new year. And so, um, and so then, you know, I, I guess I'll like cut to um the day, uh the day of Thanksgiving. So, um mm-hmm. so it's Thanksgiving morning. And Eric's family's in town and we're all going to go over to, uh, Dave and Danny's house. And, um, I have been feeling like really tired, but, um, but also like really excited about the holidays and celebrating with everyone. And I woke up early that morning, like five o'clock in the morning and started going in and prepping. And I was like, you know, chopping up vegetables and um, I felt really festive. I was like wearing like a festive dress and sweater and like apron and the whole thing. And I just felt a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, joy and stuff, even though I was tired. And I remembered saying to Eric's mom, cause she came in to help me around six, something, seven, something like that. And she was like, um, you know, what can I do? And so I was kind of giving her little tasks and stuff to do with some of the food. And, and then I said, I kept saying like, I really need to go pee, but, um, I'm just going to finish this. And I kept coming into my head, like, I really need to go pee. (laughs) And so I was like, Okay, I got to go to the bathroom. And then we'll move on to the next thing. And so I walked back into the bedroom and winter, you know, she kind of follows me everywhere. And so as I'm walking Mm -hmm. into the bedroom and and heading into the bathroom, I feel this like warm rush. And, um, and I go immediately, I say, Oh, no. And I sat on the on the toilet and I wiped and it was like dark blood. And, um, winter was there with me and she goes, Oh no. And I said, um, winter, can you go get dad? And so she ran to get dad and he came back and and he came in and he looked at me and I knew that he knew, like, we just looked at each other. And, and I was like, it's, it's blood on, on the toilet paper. It's blood. I'm bleeding. And he was like, okay. Um, what, you know, what we were just kind of like talking through like what to do. And I was like, I I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I had a pregnancy loss before, but it was so different. It was like, I had Mm -hmm. gone to the doctor and they told me there was no heartbeat. And, um, this was like, you know, I was only like barely six weeks pregnant. And so I, even though I had been living with this, like, pregnancy for, you know, two and a half weeks or whatever it was, I, um I hadn't actually been to the doctor to see an ultrasound yet, I had just gone to like, get my progesterone checked and my like levels and everything, which everything was good when I went in to do that. And so um, the ultrasound was actually coming up in like a week or so. And so a few days before that, it was like maybe four or five days before that, I had actually had a little bit of spotting, and um, it was very, very like light, pink spotting, and then some brown. And I was like, "Ah, oh, this is a little weird." Like I couldn't remember if I had had that. But then Eric was like, "Yes, I think we did have that with Wyatt." And so I was like, "Okay." Um, and I texted Teresa about it, and I texted you know Nikki and. Beate, I was just like writing a few friends just to be like I had some spotting like you know as much as Teresa and I research all of the stuff about motherhood and pregnancy when we're in it we just automatically reach out to our community it's like I immediately go to my husband Mm -hmm. like it's as if nothing has ever been learned in my brain and I'm like Eric what does this mean (laughs) you know or like Teresa what does this mean and and Eric's always my like guide you know he like guides me through life with everything and so I'm like you know know, I reach out to him. I'm like, I looked at him like, I don't know what this means. And so of course, like, uh, you know, to me, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. But then this was different. So like on Thanksgiving, when I started bleeding, it was different. It was like a rush. And um, it wasn't a lot, but it was significant enough. And then it was like dark blood. So I was like, okay, it's dark. Like, is that bad? And so then it was like, then it got lighter. And then I was just like Googling it, you know, and I knew that women, Mm -hmm. some women bleed during pregnancy. And so some women bleed for the entire first trimester. Um, So I was writing, reading about that. And I was like, gosh, it's just so hard to know what this means, because it's not like I could just take a test and say, yes for sure this is uh your pregnancy loss or yes for sure you're fine and so pregnant it's not like you can pee on a mm-hmm. pregnancy test and get a, a line two lines and one of them is like no this is maybe not happening you know what i mean like there mm-hmm. was just nothing that i could do that could sort of confirm and it was thanksgiving yeah and it was thanksgiving so i couldn't go to the doctor and I also wasn't even sure if my doctor was going to be open on Friday and then it, they definitely aren't open Saturday, Sunday. So then I was like, am I, I had this moment where I was like, am I going to have to wait until Monday to know for sure if this is like happening or not? And so I was just like, you know what? I have to put this, like, I can't, I can't dwell on this needing to know thing right now. Like I think I just have to like keep going with today and So I went back into the kitchen and like, at this point, I hadn't said anything except to Eric. And so I was just still like cooking and I could feel myself bleeding. And I put a pad on and I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm still bleeding, you know, like, and it was just so interesting. I have to say like that whole day, every time I went to the bathroom, I just kept like wiping, hoping that it was going to be less or different or like, you know, if it's like dark, is it gonna be lighters and not don't show me bright red, and then there's bright red, and then it's like dark again, and then it's brown, and I'm just like, oh my God, this is so hard to tell what's happening, you know, oh. in my body and like and did anyone else know Sarah, like Eric's parents? I think I had told his mom already in the kitchen as we were cooking um that it was happening, and I was like, I don't know what it means, but I just know that I'm bleeding right now, and so, um. And I, you know, Eric kept checking in with me, like, how do you feel? Do you want to stay here? Like, what do you want to do? Like, should we? And I was like, no, I still want to, I want to go to Thanksgiving and we were bringing all this food and like, I wanted to have that holiday and be with my kids and all of that. Right. And so I wasn't sure if I was going to like talk about it or not talk about it, but like, I was just kind of like allowing myself to like, like, I don't know, just be in it and lead with whatever came up. So we got there to um, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law's house. And um, I told my sister-in-law pretty much right away, like she was like, how are you? How are you feeling? And I I told her, um, that I had started bleeding and, you know, some of the people that were there knew and, um, I could feel their like love for me in that moment because it was just such a confusing Mm -hmm. place to be in. And uh, that's just like the, where I fell was just very confused. Um, Mm -hmm. I felt like in this place of unknown. And it was so familiar because I had just been in this place of unknown when I had had this like biopsy um, thing where I had had the biopsy and then I was waiting to get the results. Like I had just been living in this place of unknown. And I was like, am I back in this unknown spot again? You know? And mm-hmm. so um, we talked to the kids about it too. We told them kind of what was going on and, you know, Wyatt and Esme have been through a pregnancy loss with me before, um, when, before we had winter. And so they both knew what it meant. And, um, I just told them like, I don't know if this is going to happen now or not, but you know, it doesn't mean that it won't happen in the future.
1: All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mummers, and all we do is crave a spa day, and we deserve it It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Undaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural citrusy scent. All right, as you guys know, we are we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice
0: family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for.
1: With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? A silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever
0: it is. Make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet, finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. So that evening, we had Thanksgiving and at the end of the meal i was just like i think i need to go home i just need to go home i just mm-hmm. kept having this feeling like i needed to be in my bed and um and i just needed to like be with my feelings and everything and eric's mom um looked at me and was like i'm coming with you and the kids were all watching yeah. a movie um, together. And so she was like, I'm coming with you. And then Eric was going to bring his dad and the kids right behind us. So, um, so we jumped in the car together and drove back. And it was so nice that she came with me and I had that like love and support from her, um, Mm -hmm. on the drive home. And then I got home and I just like, I showered and there was so much blood when I was in the shower and I was just like, Oh my God, like, is this, is this just like a clear sign? (laughs) And so I kept Mm -hmm. thinking, okay, so tomorrow I'm going to call the doctor, you know, and I'll, I'll find out, um, what's happening tomorrow morning. So Eric gets home and, um, and he got in bed and he just like held me. And I was like, how are you with all of this? You know? And he was like, he was like, I just keep looking at winter. I just keep looking at her and thinking like she was our rainbow baby. Like she was this like magical baby that came to us. And after Mm -hmm. we had our loss and he's like, and I just keep, you know, looking at her and I was like, exactly. I do too. I keep thinking that like whatever happens, if it's now, if it's later, like, you know, it's, it was just such an interesting, cause he and I both had that instinct of just like really looking at her and thinking about that. And so the next morning I call my uh, doctor's office and they're not in for the whole holiday. So they're not going to be there that day. Saturday or Sunday so I'm gonna have to wait until Monday to get this confirmation and I kind of knew that was gonna happen I just had this feeling I was like oh like I think I'm gonna have to sit with this and um and then you know Eric and his mom and dad and the kids and everybody, you know, there were there was um other family in town and they were all talking about going to the beach. And so Eric asked me what I wanted to do. And I was like, I think I just want to like lay at home. I think I just wanna be home and like lay here and and so I did. And like for two days I stayed home really and spent part of the day part of the day um by myself. And um and it was an interesting time because I was sitting in a place of unknown, um, uncertainty, writing my friends and, you know, talking to Eric, like, what does this mean? Like, do you think, you know, this means this or that I was still analyzing, like, OK, I was having blood clots and there were things that were happening and I was just like analyzing it all. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, I was really sitting in this feeling of like, if it isn't happening, like, you know, like, why is this so sad? I think that was like part of it for me. It was like, why is it so sad? Why is there this heavy feeling? Mm -hmm. And I think that the reason is because there's this loss of expectation. You have envisioned this life with a new soul in it and you've pictured their birth and their birthday and their siblings holding them and their name and there's all these things that kind of come in and and you don't mean to get carried away but like that's just it you know you see those two lines and Mm -hmm. like an entire life flashes before your eyes and I I think that There was that moment when I was standing there on Thanksgiving morning when I was cutting the vegetables and I had this sensation like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. And I felt this whoosh happen where all of it just vaporized, like all of it was gone. Everything that had sort of been thinking about and expecting and looking towards over the last two weeks, like disappeared. And I think that's why it's so sad, like, no matter what stage you're at, you know, like in these early days of pregnancy, like having a loss, I think it's that it all kind of disappears in that moment. And so then you're sort of like rewriting this future. Where you're going like, wait, okay, so they're not going to be born in July and this isn't going to be their sign or like the, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. vacation that maybe you were taking and then the afterwards you were going to give birth or like whatever it is like, you know, that you're piecing together uh-huh. in your mind. Like all of a sudden with like that moment, it it's all gone. And then you're sort of left with like for me, at least, I was left in this place of the unknown. And I was also sitting there contemplating like, why am I in the unknown again? Like I was here a couple weeks ago. And then I had this like, roller coaster ride of like, whoa, now I'm pregnant. And then I got this good news of it being benign. And I was like, and now I'm back in a place of like, an unknown. And I was wondering, like, what is it, wonder what it means or what I'm, what lesson am I learning from this? Like, and I'm giving, you know, this, this place of like peaceful surrender and like uncertainty and just sort of like living in that raw space of being unsure of everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was writing to Teresa during this time and like leaving her these voice memos and talking about this exact thing and just saying like, I don't know, like, I don't know why it's so sad or why I'm in this place of unknown. But at the same time, I also where one part of me is saying it's feeling the sadness. The other part of me is like also feeling peaceful peaceful. Um, Because I do feel that our body is really amazing and it knows when I'll use Eric's like example, it knows when there's a really amazing foundation and and it's ready to like build this whole body for the soul. Right. And when maybe some things are not great in the foundation and we need to start over again I also feel really lucky that I had a pregnancy loss before and then had a rainbow baby afterwards because I think that there was something to that where it gives me like this beautiful sliver of hope (laughs) where I'm sitting there like Mm -hmm. in these days of unknown going, well, I can always try again, you know, and that's true. Like, you know, I can try again. And, and then I thought about the fact that I was probably going to share this story at some point with everyone. And, um, and i thought, I know that one thing for sure is that I don't want to wait until I have like this. And I don't know if you want to call it like, the happy news or the pregnancy news or like whatever it is, because to me, it's not about like a happy ending or the happy news or any of that. It's like my news right now is just unfinished. There is no, I haven't written the end of the story. There is no end. It's an unfinished. And, um, and I think that part of experiencing and sharing and normalizing grief because it is something that we are afraid of in this society. Part of it is also um sharing it when it's raw and it's happening and it's right now and it's current and um and so as I'm sitting in it or was sitting in it thinking about it over those days a couple weeks ago I was thinking about how I wanted to make sure that this was relayed and shared in a time in which maybe somebody out there is also experiencing this right now. Maybe Mm -hmm. you've been through this before and you have, you know, are pregnant with your next baby and there's anxiety in that. Like maybe you haven't gotten pregnant again or whatever it is. Um, And just sharing that, I don't know. It's just like part of the human experience is that mm. grief is such a big part of life. And while there's grief, there's also so much joy and you feel them both so much more because of it. Oh, I just wanted to touch on what what you said uh, about sort of the,
1: the breakup of the dream. It's like the dream sort of disintegrated before your eyes um, with the the shedding of the blood. And I was just looking at your text messages to me. I'm gonna try not to cry. (sighs) And (laughs) you like you came to like the most beautiful place of self-love and taking the time out to be with yourself and not pushing the feelings away, actually leaning into those feelings and the grief and the unknown. And I remember you told me and I was on set and I literally ran back to my trailer and burst into tears because it just felt really unfair. (laughs) It felt like you had just been through the unknown. We had been riding that roller coaster. We had this beautiful news and it was this, the story of oh my gosh, the joy at the end of the uncertainty. And then here you were again back on that same roller coaster. And I just went into my trailer and just like cried. And everyone's like, we need to give Teresa 10 minutes. Like I'm (laughs) like, I'll be out in a minute. And I started like (laughs) processing all these feelings for you. And you, I just was like, I was so moved by the place that you landed in, the perspective that you had. And I i think it was this thing of like you were holding on to some hope and you, you sent me this message and it said, good morning, my love, no updates today except less bleeding than yesterday. I really wish I had an intuition about it. But my body wants to hold on to hope even though there's been so much coming out of me. But I also don't feel pain either. It's hard not to wonder or question, did I work out too much? Should I have been more restful? But then I think of all the women who work full time in fields and never have a scan and they carry fine. And I look at winter and I just look at her and wonder, does she know if the baby is there or not? And then I think, did my body just do what it needed to? And now there's nothing in there. But here's the thing. I'm not worried. I'm not stressed. I'm just floating. I'm thinking, I'm tired, I'm being gentle, I'm resting, I'm eating mostly pie, (laughs) I'm drinking tea, I'm sleeping great, I'm dreaming of random things and I'm just sitting here and waiting and laughing and snuggling and I'm with my kids and it's just this real sort of in-between. It's this unreal in-between. And you wanted to sort of give me that update and it was this like beautiful place of presence and acceptance and nurturing and honoring yourself and your body and this baby and the highs and the lows and I just like I thought it was really remarkable so I was able to move through my own I think my first (laughs) feeling was like I was angry (laughs) I was angry. I was like, this isn't fair. And that, that message, your like acceptance made me be like, Oh, it's okay. This is the human experience. This is a part of the ebbs and flows, the peaks and valleys that we always talk about. And Sarah's just there arms wide open in full acceptance. And it was, um, I just thought it was really profound and really beautiful and your perspective was just next level and I wanted to bottle it all up and like give it (laughs) as like the (laughs) antidote
0: to to like all hard experiences. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I'm so glad you read that actually because it actually takes me just straight back to that moment. Um, Floaty is such a great word for how I felt through those four or five days. Like I felt like I was floating. Like I didn't feel this overwhelming amount of sadness. I didn't feel pain. I wasn't cramping. Like I wasn't, I was bleeding and I was bleeding pretty heavily. Um, But I, I just felt like I was floating. I was in this unknown and I kept looking at my kids and my husband and I was just like, you know, Eric and I were constantly checking in with each other. Like I, I knew he was in pain. I knew he was feeling sad. He knew that I was feeling sad. There were those things too, but we also were feeling so overwhelmed with gratitude. We were looking at our kids and we were so in love with each other and with our children. And just like, I kept saying, like, if there's this soul is meant for us, we'll come to us when the timing is right. But it was also okay for me to feel sad and feel that loss Mm -hmm. of expectation and feel those feelings that are so important in life. And Eric sent Mm -hmm. me this amazing, amazing podcast episode um, by Anderson Cooper, his uh, second season of his grief podcast. Um, And there's this first episode um, that he does with Francis Weller, and he's the author of The Wild Edge of Sorrow. And I highly recommend it for everyone. You guys, it just was so beautiful the way this man talks too. like, I would love to have him on our podcast. Um, but you you reading that back to me actually really reminded me of like, there's something that he talks about with grief. Um, he talks about how you have to slow down. And he uses this analogy about water skiing and how like when you're water skiing really fast, you're like above the water. But then when you slow down, you really immerse yourself and you're in the depths of it. And it's so right. Like slowing down was so important to feel everything. I could have like jumped in the car and gone on adventures with my kids and like really wrapped myself up in everything that was happening, you know, with the holidays and family and everybody that was in town. But that's not what my body was saying to do. Um, Also, the next thing, the next pillar with him, what he says is, um, is warmth. And what he means by that is like compassion, curiosity, self love, and like, you know, I did feel an overwhelming amount of sort of self-love and warmth. I was like wrapping myself Mm -hmm. up in this place of like, I'm having these feelings and like, that's okay. And I'm going to write about it or talk about it. And I also allowed myself to watch movies or TV shows. And then I also turned them off and sat on the couch and like, just felt all the feelings that I was having. And then the last pillar that he talks about is communal, like that those communal conversations, talking about grief with other people Mm -hmm. and how it's really lost on our society. Um, Nowadays, because we're so afraid of grief or talking about it or talking about loss. And there were these ritual practices that people always had and definitely still have in other cultures where, you know, you get together and you talk about it. You're not trying to like fix somebody, you're not trying to like fix a problem. You're just talking about loss because everybody experiences it. And, um, I highly recommend for anyone that's going through anything or just wants to, you know, to listen to an amazing podcast. Francis's, um, episode was just like, wow, just really blew me away. And, um, I'm going to go and talk a little bit now about like the day before I went. So Mm -hmm. there were two days. It was Friday and Saturday that where I stayed home. And then Mm -hmm. Sunday I woke up and I just felt better. I felt rested and I felt really like kind of in this like really peaceful floaty place, but like, I felt good. Like I felt like I wanted to leave home that day and, Mm -hmm. um, the kids wanted to go for a walk on the beach. And so we went uh, to Malibu with Eric's mom and dad and um, we got something to eat and we went for a walk on the beach. And um, and I sent Teresa like pictures that day from the beach because it was so I'm beautiful. The right light now. was beautiful. The water mm-hmm. on my feet was like, it was so grounding and refreshing and I was looking out at the water and like Eric and Wyatt were surfing and paddling around in the water and I just stood um with winter and we like made all these beautiful designs in the sand and Esme she was in all the tide pools and she was like bringing me things and um Eric went out I think on a kayak with his dad and um it was just like amazing. It was such a healing, Mm. uh, incredible experience. And at that point, the bleeding had slowed down. And, um, and I just felt in this really peaceful place of like, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I don't know if there's going to be this like, really shocking surprise moment where, um, they're going to be like, oh yeah, everything's fine. The baby's still there and there's a heartbeat and like, I don't know why you're Mm -hmm. bleeding. Maybe it was this or that or something else. And, or is it going to be this Mm -hmm. moment of like, there isn't anything in there anymore because so much came out. And so I don't know. I just didn't know. I was like, I'm just going to let go. And I, um, we went to bed that night again, like, you know, I snuggled with Eric pretty much every night where we would just hold each other and talk and, and I just took some breaths and was just like, okay, like, you know, tomorrow (laughs) we're going to find out tomorrow. It feels like it's been ages, ages since this started Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and tomorrow's going to be the answer, you know? And so, and I slept great. I slept great every night, which is so funny that I wrote you that. And then message but i think it's a testament to like i wasn't in this place of like fear or worry or anxiety i was in a place of like surrender i guess and mm-hmm. um so that night you know we got up the next morning and and my appointment was super early and it was like the same time that the kids had to be at school and eric's mom and dad were going to the airport and so our plan was that like i was going to go and then eric was going to meet me um afterwards. And so, and I needed, we, our nanny was out of town. And so I needed him to like take all the kids to school. And then I knew that whatever the information I would have after we could have it together, you know, and be together, mm-hmm. he and I. And so um I went to the doctor's office, I went inside, I kind of knew what, uh, ultrasound technician was going to be there because I just had this feeling on the way there that it was going to be this woman, Jasmine. And, um, she's like somebody who I've seen throughout all of my pregnancies and she just has this really warm energy. And so when I saw her, I was Mm -hmm. like, yep, I knew it. I just had this feeling. And, um, I went into her and she was like, um, you know tell me what's going on and so i was telling her and she was like okay well it's okay we we'll, we will check this out right away she's like let me grab the doctor and so she ran and grabbed the doctor and he came in and you know and i laid back and i felt like my heart was racing um <sighs> and i have to say that before i got in there that morning i called my friend anna and i was like talking to her on the way there and um And I was very much in this like place of maybe hope and also understanding like if that was my body doing the work. So I'm just saying that because I was still feeling like some hopeful energy, even walking into it Mm -hmm. that day after all those days. So I, um, I laid on the bed and, um, and then you know, she like put the ultrasound, it was like the one that goes inside of you, that ultrasound wand. And, um, and I could tell, I knew right away, I wouldn't look at the screen because at at the beginning of it, um, I just sort of like looked straight ahead, but I saw the doctor move from one side of the bed to the other. And I was like, oh, he's, he's going to get a closer look. And then, and then he said, yeah, um, It does look like there was a pregnancy in here. And I looked at the screen and like there really wasn't anything left. It was like maybe a blood clot left, but like there wasn't anything else in there. And I was like staring at the screen. I went from the top corner down to the left to the right to up again and over and over and over with my eyes. And I was like looking for anything that was like a heartbeat to say mm-hmm. no it's still happening like oh surprise you know oh wait we didn't see it was t- this like, it was twins. It was. yeah yeah it was, it was it was twins one of them you know didn't make it or like whatever it was I was just like I was just looking for something and it wasn't there and then I was like okay this is this is not happening and then he was like well you know mm-hmm. he was really so lovely and warm and calm and comforting and telling me like we will talk about like all of this in my office and then I got dressed and Jasmine came over to me and she like gave me a really big hug and I just started to cry mm-hmm. and um she was so lovely it was so lovely like she was so sweet and she's like I'm so sorry and I was like thank you mm-hmm. and then I went into my doctor's office and we talked through everything you know about like You know, just logistics of like, what's the next steps are and like, there's still some blood and blood clot in there. So like, should I take the medicine that you put inside of you to help clear everything out and just those kind of questions. And so we discussed that. And then I was like, Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go and I got up, you know, to leave. And of course, I was writing Eric at the same time. Um, and i i have to tell this part of the story because it's such a um yes. it's such an interesting pl- place that you're in when you do find out like the final answer and you are in this like stage of grief i went to the counter to check out um with one of the nurses and she I looked at me and this is a very big office. Okay. So there's like a lot of people, a lot of nurses. And, you know, so she looked at me and she was like, and okay, so, um, what were you here for? And I was like, I was here for um, an appointment this morning with the, you know, this doctor. And, and then she was like, okay, what did the doctor tell you? And I was like, that's a weird question. Um, is what I was thinking in my head. Right. But I was like, Mm -hmm. uh, well he, um, yeah, he told me, um, you know well i was here I, I was and she goes well what what did he tell you and i was like well um oh god he uh well i was here for pregnancy loss and and then she said she looked at me she looked up from her keyboard and she looked right in my eyes and she goes you had a miscarriage like today and i said yeah and i um immediately burst into tears <laughs> and i was just mm-hmm. like I was leaving there just kind of wanting to quickly check out and I was like, I don't want anyone to look at me and I don't want to look at anyone. I just want to be in my car so bad, Mm -hmm. but I knew I had to check out and then she looked at me after I said that and she was like, uh, uh, okay, um, I'm going to cancel your next appointment, which was my appointment to see the baby's heartbeat (laughs) and I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And I was just like fully crying and she was like, okay, you're, you're done. And I was like, yeah. And I like opened the door and walked into the hallway and I looked down the hallway and there was like people waiting at the elevator and I was like on the verge of sobs. So I ran to the stairway and opened the door and went into the stairwell and then just started crying, like full on crying. And I was just having this feeling of like, I don't want anyone to see me or, talk to me or look at me or like, I don't know why I just was wanted to be alone so bad, but I, I needed to get two blocks to my car too. (laughs) And so (sighs) I cried in the stairwell and then I walked down the stairs passing by people while I'm in tears, passing by three people on the sidewalk as I'm going to my car. And I got into my car and shut the door and I called Eric and I told him everything and he was like I'm coming to get you and I was like no 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 I'm gonna meet you I'll meet you at home like we planned you know I was like I'm gonna meet you at home and um I just sat and I looked out the window and I just was frozen I couldn't move I just sat there and I was like everything was going through my head everything I had (sighs) lived in a floaty place for days but this was the moment where i was like yeah it's confirmed you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i just i felt frozen in time like i just couldn't pick my arms up and put them on the steering wheel <laughs> and i was <sighs> like i sat there for a while and eric was calling me again and and was like please can i just come get you and and i was like i'm I'm coming home now. And and so I drove home to him and and then together we were able to like cry and process and talk and everything. I told him about the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and um and he was like so protective of me. I think that was the biggest thing that whole weekend. I mean, I even so... left out the part where that weekend, someone came up to me and I had told them, like, I had just had a pregnancy loss and the person had said to me, do you think it's because of your age? And <gasps> um, and I said, no, I, I don't. And I hadn't even thought about that. And and I was like, wow, like, I don't, I really wish it, that person hadn't said that. But then at the same time, I was like... I don't feel like it's that Um, every so many women go through this um, at all stages of life. And I just felt like really perplexed by that question. And Eric was furious. I mean, he wanted Mm, to call call that person immediately. (laughs) He was so protective. And I was like, don't do it. I was like, don't do not. Don't don't engage right now because we're both in such like a vulnerable place of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, don't 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 worry about it. It's OK. And I, I but I did find myself a couple of times needing reassurance that it wasn't about my age. Like I did ask my doctors, do you think it's because of my age? And he was like, no, not at all. You're so oh my he's gosh. like, you're so healthy and like your body's like, look at you. You're so fertile. And like all these he was just so like immediately reassuring. And I mean, I asked Eric and I asked, you know, I needed like that reassurance. Another thing that I forgot that I left out that I need to say is that um, I also wrote to Abby, who we had on our podcast, I wrote her because mm-hmm. through Nikki, I wrote her and asked her questions as it was all happening. And she was and she's so the midwife. She's the midwife, Abby, um, that again, and she was so amazing writing me these beautiful things back and then checking on me. And she's like, not even my care provider, you know? So I just felt Mm -hmm. so held by her in such an amazing way. And I'm so grateful for that. And also by my friends who you know, I'm writing Teresa and the poor thing is on set and she's like crying in her trailer and pulling tarot and, cards, know, my, my and... <laughs> pulling cards. <laughs> and I'm writing, you know, my friend Anna and my girlfriend Casey's calling me every day. Like immediately my, you know, girlfriends are sending food and donuts and things that actually were just so beautiful. And, you know, I have this friend, um, new mom friend, uh, who wrote me this message of like I know a lot of times people want to say like it's going to be okay but i just want you to like know that I'm here for all the things like I'm I love you and um, and I'm here for you and I'm with you and the, all the all of it the sadness like as you're going through it all and then my girlfriend mm. Beate I had written her and I was just like in this place of I was like I feel like I've been taking everyone on this roller coaster, this like life roller coaster and I feel bad about it. Like I feel like I keep oh. I'm taking everyone on this like journey over the last month that I feel bad. It's like feels like so much that I'm taking people on. And she was like, "Oh my god, Sarah. Like I want to be there with you through all of it. Like I love you. I want to be with you through all of it." And I was just like It just was so it's so that thing that that author Francis was talking about is your community, like the people that are around Mm -hmm. you having these conversations and not shoving them down, talking about grief and talking about the stuff that we're going through is so important. Um, not only for our journey, our healing journey, but also for the journey of people around us. And to feel held and loved in that way is really special. And um, honestly, it was just like such a gift for me and for Eric and, you know, through the whole process. When you were going
1: through this, I think before I realized that you had landed in a place of such, um, surrender and acceptance. I think the initial human response is to like fix and heal and find answers. Right. And so immediately I went into like, I reached out to my girlfriend, Claire, who has had many pregnancy losses as well as, um, a subchorionic hematoma, I think they're called. Um, and I was like, what would that look like? Like, has that ever shown up for you at, at this stage? Like, how do how long were you bleeding for? Like, could it be and so I immediately like went out to my community of women who had gone through pregnancy loss to like siphon answers and experiences and so that I could try and apply it to what Sarah was going through. And then as I was reading these messages and listening to it, she was, we were sending voice texts, Sarah and I, back and forth to each other. I immediately like the need for answers, it fell away. I just knew that I would show up for her in whatever way she needed me, but without like my, my need to fix, which is like such a tendency. Mm -hmm. And it was like this beautiful place of like, oh, We're just going to be present in this experience and ride the waves as they come up. This is a part of life. And as we always say, you can't experience the highs without experiencing the lows. And my good friend, Brooke Stone, who we're going to have on the podcast, she's had a number of losses. And I was talking to her about what Sarah had gone through and she lost her little son, Woods, I believe she was around 19, 20 weeks and we're going to have her on the podcast to talk about that experience. But she shared with me that it doesn't matter if you're four weeks along or six weeks along or 21 weeks along. It's the idea, exactly what Sarah said, the idea of who this little person is and you give them in your head, you create an image of like what they look like and they've got these color eyes and their hair's like this and you you play out this little life movie of like the first time the siblings are holding this baby and what that feels like and, oh, this birth was only four hours. And you play it all out in your mind because that's just a part of what we do. And so (laughs) it's actually that idea of like being okay or finding a place of acceptance of the dream ending, that dream, that narrative that we've created in our mind, understanding Mm -hmm. that this was something that our our mind has created and we're breaking up with the idea. So Brooke explained as it doesn't matter if you're four weeks along, it doesn't matter if you're five weeks along, seven weeks along, if you're further along and she's had all these different experiences, it's still, it comes back to the same feeling of Grieving the idea of who that little baby was going Mm. to be, and how they change the shape of your life and the dynamic, your family dynamic, and so I think that's a really important thing to point out because oftentimes you have those people being dismissive of like, oh well, they're only five weeks long. Oh, they're only six. Oh, you know. Oh, was was it a first trimester? loss. Okay, cool. Well, thank God it wasn't a stillbirth or thank God it wasn't this. Or thank God we're so quick to like, lessen someone's experience of grief. And it was just a really beautiful thing to hear from my friend, Brooke, who's experienced
0: the whole gamut of pregnancy losses. That is definitely like when somebody is doing that, it's like, they don't want to go there, you know, like Mm -hmm. they're not wanting to go there to that place. And so it's, you know, them saying like, oh, well, this is, it's like a fixing mentality. Oh, we're going to, you know, let's keep moving and like everything and, you know after listening to this grief podcast like there was even a moment where you know Anderson Cooper has some of his callers he played some of their messages and one of them was a woman who said like i had a miscarriage and i was told like you know it's fine we got to buck up and like keep going and like every you know it's you'll you'll it's fine it was early like whatever that is and um i think that this the culture that we're in like really has this, um, this feeling of needing to like bootstrap and let's just keep moving and like, you know, mm-hmm. um, and we're not actually, you know, what the author says from that, the book that I was talking about is, is he talks about how we have to be willing to turn towards the grief. And really face it and be present. And he talks about like little journal writings, like where you can just like write a little bit about it. So you're sort of like tapping in and tapping out and tapping in and tapping out of the grief. So it's not completely overwhelming. Um, but, you know, I think any loss that you have in life, like will take you back to other moments of maybe unexpressed, like, grief, you know, so it's like you, we were talking about my biopsy reminding me of like a miscarriage or, you know, and that's so interesting because as this all was happening, I of course, like always think about my dad. It like, there's always stuff that brings me back to like losing my dad. And in this moment, you know, with the pregnancy loss, like it brings up these feelings and the feelings are like unexpressed love or loss of expectation or like these things. And so I do think it's really good to write about it, to talk about it, to be in this space with other people um, and communicate. And so I have to tell all of you guys that like, It's not, it wasn't like a normal practice for me before, but the last two weeks, like as I've run into people, you know, if people have been writing me or talking to me or like if I dropped the ball on something (laughs) or like I ran into someone at school and people are like, how are you? How have you been? I haven't seen you. And I'm like, well, I actually had a pregnancy loss um, and I'm, Hmm. I'm doing okay. Like it was it was hard. It it made for like a very, you know, long, um, journey from Thanksgiving (laughs) and to finding (laughs) out. But, um, but I was like, you know, I'm doing good. And like, I keep talking about it and I keep feeling this feeling Mm -hmm. of like talking about it is going to normalize. Like, it's okay to talk about things that are not just happy all the time. Like, you know, and, It also had, like, people show up for you. Like, I had a friend, the the mom friend I was talking about, Janae, she, like, showed up to my house and, like, reached over the fence and, like, put this most beautiful care package and it was full of, like, chocolate and bone broth and, like, all these gorgeous, amazing things that just, like, made me smile and nourished me and, like... I don't know, it's just like such a beautiful um expression of love and thoughtfulness, and um and I just think that for anybody out there who's had this experience or um you know is in a place of the in between or you know maybe doesn't has an unfinished uh story like I do, um just know that you're not alone and Grief is something that we all carry. It's just that sometimes we bury it so deep that it like comes out on in different days, comes out in like such a different way. And I almost want to ask that maybe we allow ourselves to feel that and talk about it a little bit more and say, Grief is a part of life, it's what makes us human. Loss loss of expectation, sadness. It's also part of joy and happiness and love and excitement and gratitude and all of those things. They're all combined together. When you feel one side deeply, you feel the other side even deeper and it breaks you open in a really beautiful way. And My story is not finished. I don't have more to tell you right now, except that I'm in it like everyone else, and I'm also okay, and I'm grateful, and I'm grateful for my friends, for my family, for you guys, for my kids, for the sun that, like, trickles into my bedroom every day, and I see it, and it just brings me so much joy. I'm still in that place. Um, so anyway, that's my story. Thank you, Sarah, for telling
1: that beautiful, heartfelt story. I'm, I'm just sitting in all the feelings with you and I just feel so grateful because I know what this is going to mean to people when they're listening to this. And I know how deeply this is going to impact people. So thank you for um, your vulnerability and be willing. I love your your willingness to share this without the news on the other side. And guess what? I'm now pregnant. Thank you for being in it i'm willing to share it
0: without without the update yet daisies we um we love you all thank you for coming on this journey with us and um for joining us in this talk today and um we're just so grateful um for all of you and um and yeah and then the the story is still unfolding
1: to be continued
0: to be continued we love you guys (laughs) we love you daisies and you can find us on apple podcast spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts (laughs) (laughs) bye
1: (laughs) bye (laughs)